Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Well, it's noon here at the auction in Bethesda, Maryland, and this is Tuesday, December 6th, with news that you can use from YAA with your hosts, Zach and Ray. What what t-shirt are you wearing today? I don't know, man. I went shopping and I found something new, but it's all good, Dad, because the used car market... Get that on sale? um, I did get it on sale, actually. Yeah, good call. Uh, The used car market, Dad. We're Mm going to jump things off there. We're going to talk about the latest Black Book used car market update we also have new car inventory <laughs> yes we also have used uh, new car inventory uh, latest data from automotive news ford interesting things going on with ford and um, we've got a couple other stories that we'll touch on as well how's that all sound um sounds touchy-feely to me sounds touchy-feely to me all right yes. Dad, let's kick things off with the black book market update another week of depreciation in the wholesale used car market 0.7 2%, a more significant decline than last week and getting back to where we expect to be this time of year. Yes. Typically, this is a period of time that has significant depreciation in the wholesale used car market. I want to jump right to the thing that I thought was most interesting here, Dad. Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling make down. Make us all nauseous. <laughs> the sale rate at yes. the auction dropped to a record low 49%. What does that mean? Um, it means at a certain point, people are going to stop going to the auction because the dealers are refusing to sell their cars because they're so overpriced and they want so damn much money for them um, that um, the dealers that are willing to spend are saying to hell with you. And we, That's what it means. I, I, I need to pull something up here because um, it, I think it had... It touches yes. nicely. Give me one second. Give We're me gonna one give, second. We'll, we'll give you all the time. I saw a tweet from Car Dealership Guy. Let me see. If yes. I can. You are very coffee today. I'm phlegmy today. Yeah, really fantastic. I apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is a tweet from Car Dealership Guy. Dad, I don't know if you saw this. Lost one of our lending partners this morning. This morning, yeah. Hasn't happened to us in years. Not a critical lot. This side of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. Oh, <laughs> Go. <laughs> Read. You know, this is the beauty of live TV. Oh, oh you're funny, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was like six in a row. <laughs> <laughs> As he said, lost one of our lending partners this morning. Hasn't happened to us in years. Not a critical loss, but a sign of the times. 2023 is going to be a brutal year for car dealers. The reason I bring that up, then, yes, is because if 49% of cars are actually selling at the auction, that means 51% of them aren't selling, which means dealers are just sitting on them, and dealers are having more and more challenges with their financing partners, whether it be to get consumers approved or to get their own floor plan lines extended. This is a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Like eventually this weekly sales rate, we're going to look at it and it's yes. going to be like 85% because everyone has to liquidate or am I am I off base here? Uh, well, it's, you know, some dealers are going to have to liquidate. Some dealers have no idea how to navigate through times like these. The smart dealers, and we've only been saying this for about five months now, the yeah. smart dealers know that their first loss is their best loss. Um Yet there's dealers that are just sitting on their inventory, refusing to take 
what the market will bear for that inventory today, hoping that there's going to be a spike in wholesale pricing. When historically, statistically, this is not the time of the year that you're going to have that spike. So do you think they're holding on until spring selling season? My God, they're going to hold on for another three months, you I know, mean, and pay floor plan on it. And, you know, if they're flooring them, you know, if they're not, if they if if they paid cash for that inventory and they've been sitting on this inventory for four or five months, three, four or five months now and hold it for another three months yeah. so that they can get a few more dollars for it when they wholesale it, they're still losing money. Okay, because they haven't been able to they haven't been able to turn that capital for five to eight months. That's costing them money. All right, Jerry's got a question for you, Pops. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a T ball question here. Where does holding aged inventory get you, Ray? Nowhere. Get you in the hole. <laughs> uh, you know, I did work for a dealer once. I, I excuse me, forget it loud. But I did work for a dealer once. And I remember we 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 had a, a You talking manager. about priority one? I didn't want to name Oh <laughs> Jesus. What's wrong with you? Uh, I did work for a dealer group one, and and we we went to a manager's meeting, not within the dealer group, but within the brand that I was representing. And my factory rep was in the room, and 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 this was about pre-owned cars. Okay. And they went around the room, um, around the table, and they asked each representative from each dealer what their aging policy was for their used cars you know and and so these people are going 60 days 90 days yeah. 75 days to get to me and i was the last one and i and i said well where i work we believe in the fine wine aging policy the longer you hold it the better it gets um it, you know so you've worked for dealers that, i, that I like have I, I have worked for a dealer who is in the minority, he's in the the one tenth of one yep. percent of of how he does business or how he did business, and you know everywhere else I worked, you know people realize 60, 75, 90 days. You turn you turn the inventory, you turn it, you get cash for it, you go buy something else that you can sell for a profit to make that money up. Um, but th this guy and 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 I kept thinking to myself, it's nuts the way he does things, but the difference was. I worked for him. He didn't work for me. <laughs> and he was a multimillionaire. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he was a contrarian when it came to the best business practices. But for him, it worked. And generally, it makes sense to turn your inventory. And I want to pull up here the, from the, the Black The quicker book. you can turn it, the better off you are. So Black Book has a, a used retail days to turn estimate. It's around 45 days. Yes. Which or, leads me. Or, or uh, when I worked there, it was it could be as much as 900 days. Which leads <laughs> me to the point, Dad. Yes. If 51% of cars aren't selling at the auction, but used retail inventory is on a 45-day turn schedule. Yes. That means that we have to see retail customers purchasing these vehicles because they're not getting sold at the auction. And so if retail customers are purchasing these vehicles, this is added leverage for that negotiation. And quite frankly, why we've seen used car prices start to come down and correct a little bit. It's not necessarily a 50% decline, even on the wholesale markets, it's not. But there is certainly more negotiability in used cars today than there was a couple of weeks ago. And there continues to be. And I, I think one of the leading indicators we can look at is if the sales rate continues to stay low, but the days to turn continues to stay reasonable, 45, that means retail sales are happening and at lower prices. Yes. Yeah, Sometimes you, you're, you're onto something.
sometimes they make sense. You 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 are on to something, young man. All right, here we go from VAPS. Yeah. Real world news here. Florida dealership called me yesterday, told the dealer I was going to Michigan, Michigan this month and leasing a car from the dealer there. The Florida dealership said that it would be illegal for me to do that. Really? Why? I laughed. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Man, Florida. Florida I, I don't know. Florida, we used Florida. to do out-of-state leases all the time. Yeah. And I can assure you when we did them, especially if we did a New Jersey lease, it was like we knew, even though we thought we had it right, it was always wrong. We were gonna be we were gonna be FedExing contracts back and forth three or four times until we got the damn thing right. Um, but yes, it's it's very difficult to do out-of-state leases, but yeah, you can do them. All right, let's take a quick peek, Dad. We have updated new car inventory. We'll be getting all of the pages back on Join YAA updated. Whether I think Justin may have updated them last night, to be honest. We'll have to take a peek. But let's look here, Dad. The latest data on new car inventory. Quick storyline. Yes. Ford has 367,100 vehicles in inventory in a 63-day supply. I just want to scroll down. The definitions are right down here, right over uh, Pops, or to the, to the left, right of Pops. Said You're good. Day supplies the number of days needed to sell all vehicles in inventory <laughs> based on the previous month's daily selling rate. A little lower, Dad. No, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. You, inventory is the unit count of vehicles on hand at dealerships, factory lots, ports of entry, or in transit to a dealership. Okay. Oh, I want to go this so way, Ford yeah. has 367,100 vehicles in inventory in a 63-day supply up from a 56-day supply. That we've talked about this, I think, ad nauseum recently because the the October data from Cox Automotive also came out and said new car inventory levels were up seventy eight percent year yes. over year. Yes. So we are seeing the pain on the yes. used car side as a result of no sales of the auctions and having to lower prices. And now we're starting to see for Ford at least. We'll get into the Asian brands in a second here. For Ford at least, they're building up inventory again. Yes, and and most of your. Most of your brands are building up inventory, some at a much slower pace than Ford is. Um, but we have seen over the last two months, you know, inventory on hand inventory or incoming inventory increase. And and we will also see that on hand inventory um, will further increase because of the percentage of people who left reservations, deposits or orders for vehicles. Um find themselves no longer in the market to take that vehicle once it's come in because of the the uh, rise in interest rates it has negatively impacted the monthly payment structure for them to buy that vehicle yeah. so there will be more vehicles in dealer inventory than we have seen over the last 10 months all right and to put this in perspective i pulled up last month's pdf okay so we can look yes. at the data so now we're looking at last month's data ford had 349 340,900 vehicles in inventory. So again, jump to where we are today, 367,100. They are building back inventory, which means they are eventually going to have to incentivize it because at the end of the day, no one wants to pay to have sitting inventory. The dealer doesn't want to pay for sitting inventory. The OEM doesn't want to pay for sitting inventory. This is I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see some more significant Ford incentives yes. come back from the OEM. Yeah, and let's face it, the cost of sitting inventory is keeps going up. It's not going down. You know, we're we're not talking about, you know, interest rates in the one percent range anymore. We're talking about floor plan interest rates that are in the six, seven, eight percent range. Um, and that makes a huge difference. The, the difference between um 
having floor plan assistance from the manufacturer become a profit center and then actually having floor plan costs exceed the floor plan assistance that you're getting from the manufacturer. So it becomes a liability yep. um, and it becomes a, a, an expense and it, and it can become a, a huge expense when you, because let's face it, the, the, the invoice costs of new vehicles has gone up dramatically. The retail costs have gone up dramatically. So it means that, that the amount of inventory sitting on your lot is going up simply because costs have gone up. So, you know, if you were flooring $4 million worth of inventory and now you're flooring $5 million worth of inventory and it's gone up three, four, 5% to do that, that's a big check that you have to stroke. To, to the lending institution to pay your flooring costs for the month. So it impacts how a, how a dealer, how a general manager, how sales managers are trained to look at inventory that is sitting at the dealership and what they need to do to move it. I'm just trying to look up quickly when the next uh, CarMax earnings date is, because I think that'll be a super telling moment I'm, I'm not able to quickly well, find it. probably wouldn't be till sometime in january or february well when was the last one was the last one beginning of november i yeah, guess it was beginning yeah. of november yeah so we've got to say yeah january yeah. February. but yeah we have to wait for this quarter because they finish. have they have a financial arm oh, and so yeah. it'll be very interesting to see how much they've increased their loan loss provisions because that's an indicator of what's happening from delinquency standpoint and almost how much they're also how much their floor plan costs yes. have gone up how much they are spending to have all that inventory on their lots all right, let's see. We've got a question here from Michael. Ray, you stated that if it's been on a dealer's lot over 90 days, you think they would drop, not you stated, you stated if it's been on a lot for over 90 days. The question is, do you think someone would take about 20% off the price of a car? Five to $10,000, 10,000 being significantly more than 20% if a vehicle has been sitting on the dealer's lot. Um, no, not necessarily, but, but you know, do I, do I think that the vehicle has become much more negotiable? Yes, I do. If, if the vehicle's been sitting on the lot for 90 days and they're asking $30,000, do I think you could then get it for 20 to $25,000? Um, I, I think the dealer would, would rather try and find somebody that will pay him um, somewhere between 25 and 27 for the, the vehicle, um, but not, not 25. Yeah, you know, just because wholesale prices are falling off so significantly, I don't think that necessarily means that the dealer is going to discount, yes. you know, like as significantly as maybe the wholesale price has fallen off because they will find a retail customer who will probably. It, it would, you know, it would be cheaper for them to retail it to somebody um, at 27000 or 26000 and hope to make that money back in the back end than it would be to take it to the auction. Um, so the smart dealers and, and, and I use the term smart dealers, the, but not all dealers are that smart and, and, and look at it, at the financing that deeply. Um, but the smart dealers would understand that you're, you're better off with a retail customer, even at a loss than you are at the sale. Uh, at a bigger loss. And the reason for that is even if you're selling it to a retail customer at a loss, you've created a customer. And if you can continue to keep that customer, your customer moving forward when it's time for their next vehicle, uh, then there's another opportunity to make more money. And even if you sell it at a loss, you have an opportunity to mitigate some of that loss um, through 
financing and, and selling products back there. So as, 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 I hear you. Yeah. A smart dealer understands that. And, and, and a, a not so savvy dealer will just keep holding out and holding out. A not so savvy dealer will get acquired by one of those smart yeah, dealers. Yes. And then ultimately, future. yes. I think that we'll see a lot of that next year. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley's one of the incredible coaches on our team. If you join yes. YAA as a member, you can work with Ashley to help navigate your car deal. Ashley says, I wonder if any dealerships with used floor plans are being hit with curtailment payments sure they are. on all this overaged inventory. Can you, can you walk us through a little bit Ashley's comment there? Well, the curtailment payments are, you know, they have, on, on the used cars, they have to keep a loan-to-value ratio. So if the wholesale value is declined from when they first got the car, well, the bank wants to still be in a position where they're not going to get clocked if the whole thing goes goes south. Yep. So they ask the dealership to pay a slightly larger balance to bring them back into, into guidelines. So yes, you know, many, many of the lending institutions are asking for curtailment payments to keep the floor plan um, guidelines in effect. And last time I checked, that's cash. And that's something that the dealership needs to exist off of. And that can be pretty you tricky know, for a working, lot of them. Working capital is pretty important. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. I'm thinking that also, you know, we talk a lot about um, the loan to value ratio getting out of whack and ultimately an increase in, in loan, de uh, loan delinquencies and repossessions. Yes. I read an article. It is way more beneficial for the financial institution if the consumer goes and sells the car than for it to get repossessed and have to deal with all that. And so it's a friendly reminder to everyone, if you're in that situation, try and sell the damn thing. Yeah, but the problem for those people is uh, the the offers they're going to get for the oh, vehicle yeah, they're are going to be, be underwater. Are, yeah. They're going to be significantly less than what they owe on it. And they have to come up with the difference between what they can sell it for and what's still owed so that the buyer can get a clean title. Yeah. If they don't have the money to make their car payments, Zach, they don't have the two or three or $4,000 it's going to take to pay it off from between what they can get and what's still owed. Susanna says, with permission, Zach, and this is actually an opportunity to get back in touch with that financial institution. And yes. I'm not advocating for small personal loans. This could be a great moment for a small personal loan rather than yes. going and you know, having a repossession. Yes. So it is, an, it, is, it is a moment. It is an opportunity, a way to approach that. Let's go back to that and let's look at some more inventory numbers and compare them. New car inventory, again, Ford inventory is up to 367,000 units, 63 days supply. Honda, right above our heads up here, they're up to 95,300 and a 30 days supply. Let's look at last month. Mm -hmm. They were at 82,200 vehicles. Okay, so Honda's inventory, even Honda's inventory is building back up. Hyundai Kia, 68,900 vehicles nationwide, a 14 days supply. Last month, 58,000 and a 12 days supply. Yes. Mazda last month was at a 16,200 day supply, excuse me, uh, units yeah. in inventory, 19,600. Subaru now, 17,100 vehicles in inventory. Last month was 15,500. We'll do Toyota next. Toyota currently has 143,800 vehicles in inventory and a 21-day supply. Last month, they actually had more vehicles in inventory, 144,000, but they had a 20-day supply. So let's. this is a good one. Why or how? How could Toyota have fewer cars, cars in, in inventory? Because people are dropping more off days the, supply. People are dropping off the reservation list. People are, that's why. So... When when ninety to ninety five percent of the Toyotas that came in were pre sold, uh, and the people were actually picking them up, now 
that number might be 80 to 85% of the people that are actually completing the transaction. So you can have less vehicles in inventory, but it takes you more time to sell them because they're not, not as many of them are as pre-sold. All right. So there you go. That's exactly what's happening over at Toyota. They are having exactly a demand problem. They are not having a supply. I mean, they are, to be clear, having a supply problem <laughs> yes. as well. But the reason their day's supply is going up is there's fewer people interested in purchasing the existing Toyotas. Yes. The last one on the list was Volvo. Volvo has seen their inventory and their day's supply going up. We do not get data from all of the other OEMs. I would imagine, my, my hunch is that the domestic brands look similar to Ford. Yes, I would GM, so. Stellantis, their inventory levels are up, their day's supplies are up, and that's likely where you're going to find the most negotiability. The uh, foreign brands are the ones where you're going to see more, more challenges in terms of inventory levels, although they are all creeping up. Exactly. All right, Dad, we had an update to some Ford news that you yes. and I had talked about just the other day. We got this yesterday. Yes. Ford has said that about half of their dealers, not the ones that are suing them, but one thousand two thirds, excuse me, yeah. um, about two thirds of their dealers have actually signed on for their new EV plans. Yes. We talked about it a bit yesterday. Ford has, or actually the main video that went out on the YA channel today is talking about how Ford has lawsuits and 14 dealer associations from different states. But we've seen more than half of Ford dealers supposedly actually sign up for the new EV program. Are you surprised to read that? Um, well, uh, you know, the fact that there's well over a thousand Ford dealers that have chosen not to go that direction. Um, and I think if the if the lawsuit out of New York is successful um, and, and even if the lawsuit just gets a stay, um, uh, not allowing Ford to implement this. Well, it wouldn't just be for New York. It would probably be for the, because you can't do it for 49 of the 50 states. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think to me, as much as Jim Farley and Ford wants to say, see, look how all these dealers, only two thirds of them want to move forward with this type of program, the way they're trying to do it. And my guess is that the two thirds that are willing to do it is they felt like they were being held hostage Pressured if they didn't. Yeah. Um, but there's over a thousand Ford dealers that will not be participating in it and won't be able to participate in it uh, until they could opt in in 2025 if nothing changes between now and then. Um, and I think it was like 261 or 291 of them decided to go with the half a million dollar investment where they can only get a maximum of 25 electric vehicles a year. Which sell. just doesn't make any sense. Um, How do you make money? Because we've learned that the Ford invoice price to, to MSRP on, on EVs is not much more. Well, I, I, I'm assuming since allegedly if you sign up with this program uh, that you have to agree to sell it at the advertised price from Ford. Yeah, yeah. That Ford has to build in something, some more of a margin than what they have presently. Now, is that margin going to be to the same degree that it was prior on, on their ICE cars? I don't know. Um, you know, the, I'm, I'm assuming Ford would say, well, we're not going to give you 8 or 10% because, well, there's going to be no carrying costs. You're, you're not going to have to keep them on the lot. When it, when you when they come in, they come in, they're sold. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the, the profit margin will be on those cars, but I am certain it is well below 
what it would be on their ICE vehicles, and it's certainly well below what dealers can get for the electric vehicles now with the additional dealer markups. So um, it doesn't surprise me that only two-thirds of the dealers went for it. Yeah. Well, I also wouldn't be surprised if this is just uh, PR speak. And if we actually have oh, had you know, more than 50% sign up, I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't. Let's answer a couple questions here, Pop. You know what the real question would be? Mm. Is even if you agreed by last Friday to say, okay, I want to do it. I am sure there must be some a back out clause in there where you could say, you know what? I've had second, second thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Let's answer Dave's question. How much profit does a dealer look to make on a used car? And obviously this is going to depend on the vehicle, but yes. any, any general guidelines or rules yeah, of thumb? Probably three to $6,000, but it depends, you know, if, if it's a specialty car, it could be ten twenty thousand dollars And also it could be an under $5,000 car, yeah, like car, car questions answered the yeah, uh, Brandon. You know, and and they're, ha- you know, they're trying to, bucks. they're trying to make $1,500. Cat wants to know, Cat Protector, excuse me, yeah. wants to know, will we be seeing more incentives from car dealers this month? Do you think we're going to see a mid-month refresh on incentives, Dad? Well, we're what? On the 6th of December. So we have to see how how things are playing out in the industry. If things are slow, then I um, are slower than anticipated, then I wouldn't be surprised if there are some enhancements from both the manufacturers um, as far as incentives are concerned. And then some enhancements from the dealers themselves as to what they're willing to do to move units at the end of the year. David's got a great point here. Public listed dealers in Wall Street ready to buy up troubled car dealers. I think that's what's going to happen. That's what 2023 is shaping up to be, the year of consolidation in the in the dealer space. Yeah, but, but the amount of buy-sells has slowed down to a certain degree, and dealerships' value aren't as high as they had been. Um, and even though a lot of the public groups have expanded, they they have slowed down what they're looking to buy. Yep. So uh, it, it, I am sure there's smaller groups out there that are saying, okay, if we can get our hands on some additional dealerships, but I don't think a lot of the big publics are going to be spending dramatically to add dealerships. I think it'll be smaller groups that are trying to grow. I think this is where we where we disagree. I think okay. you're about to see, um, and it's the Warren Buffett quote, when others are greedy, be fearful. When others yes. are fearful, be greedy. You're about yeah. to see private equity. You're about to see big dealer groups really gobble up. I mean, essentially what I think we've seen with Carvana is they've got all this overpriced inventory that they're going to sell for pennies on the dollar. I think that's happening and playing mm-hmm. out at a much smaller scale in a lot of local areas. Mm-hmm. Next year, I think, is the year of consolidation in the dealership group. Uh, dealership world because we've seen that when dealership groups go mass market they can make a heck of a lot more money we were talking about it yesterday yep. fni gross profit uh at the big publics was it's north of, yeah like twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> per car deal yeah, so i bet you you see a lot of consolidation next year but we'll see who's right now i want to i want to take a moment here yes i want to take a moment <clears throat> yes the YAA channel, the Ray and Zach channel, YAA Electric going live with Justin and Justice in about 20 minutes. Yes. They're going to be talking about Toyota and if they're actually going for EVs or if they're really just pushing more Priuses or as the kids say, dad, pushing P, right? Pushing P's, pushing P. Isn't he a rapper? <laughs> Close. Yeah. Anyway, this yeah. channel, all yeah. of our channels, everything that we do is grounded and rooted on, on another P word, positivity. That is what yeah. we live for. That is why we are here. Bringing a group of people together to have uh, success buying cars selling cars, insuring them, all about helping people save money, having fun while they're doing it, and truly positivity, right? Yes. So I want to turn our attention. We have some incredible success stories that we're going to turn our attention to. 
if oh, you are okay. not, because it's all about the success of our community. Yes. It's not about you and me. It's not about it's not about Phil or it's you and your success. We had a gentleman, Bob. Pops. Yes. He had a great credit union experience. Yes. He got connected to Wings Financial. It only took seven days. He got his loan officer. He got his check. He went to the dealer. One of the first people to go to, and I'll pull it up on the screen, one of the first people to go to joinyaa.com, click on finance, and get pre-approved mm -hmm. before going to the dealership and save significant amount, a significant amount of money getting a pre-approval with, in, his, in this case, Wings Financial. A gr an awesome success story, someone saving thousands of dollars over the lifetime of their loan and had a great experience. I thought that was success number one, positivity number mm -hmm. one that we could talk about. I like that. Positivity number two, dad. Yes. Patience, patience, patience. Someone purchased a carbines, excuse me, purchased a Porsche 981 Boxster S. Wow. Beautiful car. Yeah. True. I mean, any, any Porsche is a beautiful vehicle. All right, pops. All we're going to, because it's a long story. I'm, yeah. I'm literally going to show everyone. It's a very long story. Carbines, thank you for sharing all of this. I just want to do the the T first novella, ladies and gentlemen. The TLDR, Dad, as yeah. we like to say. Yeah. Starting asking price at the beginning of the hunt was almost $53,000 plus tax and fees. Towards the end of the dealership, discounted the car to 52, 49, 5, 47, then 46 plus taxes and fees. In the end, I got it for $40,500 plus taxes and fees. 44000 whoops, $44,500 out the door success story number two yes that's pretty good carbines saving 12 grand 13 grand yeah. on a porsche congratulations yeah. to yes. you one more pops this and these are all recent these yes are, you know thank you to the community for being so engaged brand new 2022 mazda cx30 premium from chris allen shout out to space justice and jerry and the rest of the ya team for helping me score a 2022 mazda cx30 premium at only $33,657 out the door, it was a process finding a dealership that wasn't all about dealer markups or add-ons. Thanks to Justice, I managed to say all the right things and pay below MSRP at even $30,000 for brand new with no add-ons. I was really scared about making any negotiation, negotiations because I'm not that kind of person. But after watching so many YAA videos and building up that courage, I communicated everything over email and made an offer at the dealership. After a bit of negotiating, we settled on the OTD and I was out of there in one hour a huge congratulations nicely done and again some positivity for chris gotta like that proud of what we're doing right uh i am indeed yes bruni yes. wants to know are there any used car positivity stories i don't know bruni well, i don't know i thought that cpo boxster was one and let's just again <clears throat> the community forum is 100 percent free if you come over here and click on success stories Let's take a quick peek. Someone sold a car thanks to one of the live streams and made more money. We love that. Ford F-150, new ones, new ones, new ones. Come on. Use Subaru. There's a success story here. A 2018 Canadian, 2018. Yeah. Uh, GS, Lexus GS350, a Forerunner. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely the award goes to space. Look at all this, guys. Look yes, at all this. So it's there. So if you, if you think for a moment, that just because we make YouTube videos, just because we we are, are you know, you and me are YouTubers that you think we're going to get caught up in anything. No, we're all about that. We're all about the positivity. We're all about helping people. I couldn't be Save more money. proud of what we're doing. If you hear noise out there, that's fine. It is what it is. I like the quote, Dad. Yes. Never wrestle with the pig. It gets mud all over you and only the pig likes it. Okay. Yes. You and I got our eyes on the ball. The team has our eyes on the ball. We are so excited to help people every single day. Those who 
those who want to hate us can hate us and those who want to love us can love us and and uh, you know every every everybody can be whoever it is they are and act however it is they want to act we'll be us we'll keep doing what we'll, we do you you do you we'll be us I'm good. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. We are so excited, so thankful, so appreciative of everyone being a part of what we're doing. Congratulations to, to the three folks that we just shared there. And congratulations to the YAA team. Everyone will be out here uh, on Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday this week. It is the first and time Friday. and Friday. We are having our first ever on site. The team coming together here in Bethesda. I get goosebumps thinking about it, Dad. Yes. So excited for the team to be here. Thank you, everyone, for being on today's show. We'll see you back tomorrow. Yes, we'll be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use from YAA. We thank you all for being here today, and we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> see you guys. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.